So we we did the Mishnah. We on Daf Chaf. Uh, sorry, uh, Tet. We on Daf Tet Zion. I'm with Bet. Um, Tet Zion. I'm with Bet. Uh, and we did the Mishnah that basically discussed Rabban Gamliel doing some controversial things. Um, so for for the first one, let's just quickly read through it. It says Rachatz Laila Rishon Shemayte Ishto that Rabban Gamliel he washed he he washed his clothes. Um, uh, he's not he washed his body on the first night after his wife died. Which is not allowed, right? You're not allowed to wash with hot water as a mourner. So it says, Amulot um, Tamidav. I'm just going to, I'm not going to read it through exactly. But so his student said to him, but it's Asur. And his, he answered, I'm an Istanis. And it's, it's a rabbinic decree that you can't wash during Shiva on the first night. Um, from the first night, on the first day, it's, it could be Doraita, we'll see. But when it comes to, when it comes to if you're an Istanis, if you're a very fragile, pedantic, clean person, the rabbis didn't decree on those types of people. Then the other case was your, if a slave dies. So Rabban Gamliel got, accepted consolation for his slave, even though he's not related to his slave. And that's a bit of a controversial thing. Tosfot, I think, explains because people will think that he's actually Jewish. And he wasn't Jewish. He was uh, not a proper convert. Um, we're talking about uh, Evid Kanani. Uh, like a, an Eved who you own um, and uh, and yet he did and he explains he did it because my slave was a, a kasher, was a, like a, a holy kosher Talmud Chochem and therefore it's fitting for me to accept consolation and then the last thing we said is that uh, if uh, it says that if, you, if you're a chatan uh, you're allowed to, if you want to read Kriyat Shema on the night of your wedding, you're allowed to. Um, that, and we, so, uh, yeah, and that's what Raman Gamliel did himself. So Rabban Shimon Gamliel said, no, 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 not everybody is on the level of Raman Gamliel and don't be so quick. It's not whoever wants to can. It's not something you can just do if you want to. You have to be on the right level to have the proper kavanah, to have the proper focus, to say Shema, even on the night that you're getting married to a virgin. Do you understand? It's not simple. It's not like a, something you can just do. You have to be ready for such a thing, which is quite a chiddush. Because, I mean, the way I say Shema is not very meaningful in that way, you know, but you have to do it in a very meaningful way. And in such a case, rather don't do it than don't say it properly. That's the case of a wedding. We today do do it because our kavona isn't so good anyway. Okay, so let's see a bit of Gomorrah. My time at the Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. It says here, my time at the Rabban Gamliel. It's actually Rabban Gamliel. What's the reason for Rabban Gamliel who washed on the first night of, uh, after the funeral of his wife? He holds that Aninut Laila, that the morning of, of the first night is rabbinic, meaning even the first, the first night of Shiva or the first, the night after the death. So there's two stages of mourning here. The first one is Aninut, which is between the death and the burial. And there, one is, one is not allowed to eat meat or drink wine. He doesn't do positive mitzvot. Um, and 
but by, by compare, and then you get Avelut. Avelut, not Aninut, Avelut is between uh, the, the burial, is after the burial. Once the person's been buried, then you go, a person goes into the stage of, of Avelut. And because Rabban Gamliel holds that Aninut and Avelut are comparable, and just as Aninut, the first night is rabbinic, so too the first night of Shiva, of mourning, is also rabbinic. Dichtiv, and he brings a pasuk, Va'achrita kayom mar. He says, uh, uh, he says, and I will make it as the morning for, on, for an only son, and its end as a bitter day. So it says that it's at least a day. A day means daytime here. Vachritem kayom mar, meaning it has to be at least a day, but already once the night has passed, then it's not from the Torah to mourn. Uvim kom istenis, and when a person is very fragile, uh, pampered, soft, uh, it says you're sensitive, lo gazru barabon, and the rabbis didn't decree. The similar svara, by the way, is uh, used when it comes to showering during the three weeks or the nine days rather. That because we as people are so clean and so hygienic and it really affects us, it gives us pain if we don't shower daily or every second day, then because it's a rabbinic decree and we are very pampered or sensitive, you can be lenient. That's the same spora. So that's what Rav, Rabban Gamliel held. Um, I don't, okay, I don't know practically how we hold. Um, I, I would imagine we're a bit more machmer than that, but uh, I think we are more lenient than they used to be in the past because we are more pampered than they used to be. We have showers in our house, we're so used to being clean and fresh, etc. Okay, now the second case Raman Gamliel did was he, he accepted consolation for, for his slave. So it says like this, tavi avdo. When Tavi, his slave, died. Tanurabon and Arabas taught us, avadim ushvachot, for slaves and maidservants, that you own, that you know you take possession of, and they work for you. Ain omdim alem kashura You're not actually meant to stand. You're not meant to set up rows. You're not after a funeral. You set up rows where the mourners walk through, and they receive consolationary remarks from the from the people there. You don't set that up for a mourner, for a for a slave. And again, the reason is because people will think that the slave is Jewish. And therefore, the children of that slave or might, you know, you might bring them into the fold and marry them, and yet they're actually not halakhically Jewish properly. They have to properly convert. And you don't say on them the blessing of availim, or the or the statements of uh, of availim, uh, like etc. So the Birkat Avelim, the Brocha Avelim, is the Brocha done after the first meal. You know, after the first meal, sorry, the first meal that the mourners have is, uh, there's a word for what it's called, and basically they sit and other people bring them food. Um, and so there's a special Brocha, to my understanding, that you say after that meal, but you don't get that Brocha if you having that meal, so to speak, or you don't have that meal for a slave. Um, and neither do you get told Hamakum Yenachem Etchem. Maase, it happened. Umayte Shivchato Shal Rabbi Eliezer. It happened that uh, the maid servant of Rabbi Eliezer died. 
Nichnesu Tamidav Lenachamo. His students went in to comfort him. Kaivan Chera Otam, once he saw them, Ola La he went up uh, to the attic, Va'aluacharav, and they went up after him and they followed him. Nichnas Lanpilon, he went into the another room. Um, he went up into another room. Nichnasu uh, Acharav, and they followed him. Nichnas Traklin, he went into another type of room, and again Nichnasu Acharav. They kept on following, even though he was trying to avoid them, so they wouldn't give him uh, comfort because he's not allowed to accept comfort for a slave. Um, uh, nevertheless, they wouldn't get the message. So Amar Lahem, he said to them, ani shatem nechvim I thought that you would be, uh, you know, you would be burnt, so to speak with lukewarm water, meaning I wanted to give you a suggestion that was light, what was lukewarm, it wasn't so clear, but I thought you'd understand it. And now I've, I've given you three hints, I've, got, I've tried to escape from you three times, and I'm now even telling you not to give me comfort, and even in the hottest of the hot you're not even burnt, meaning you're not even getting the message. Lo shaniti, did I not teach you, lachem, avadim ushfachot ein omdim aleim b'shura, that you don't set up uh, uh, lines for uh, slaves or maidservants. Ve'ein omrim b'kal avalim, and you don't set the bracha of avalim for it, velot tanchumai avalim, and you don't do consolation. Elama omrim, but what do you say to people? Aleim, on slaves that have been lost, uh, the same thing that you say for somebody that has lost a possession of theirs, like their ox or their donkey. Uh, that Hashem should uh, fill your what's lacking, what you lost. Uh, so too, this is what you say for a slave or for a maidservant. Uh, Hashem should fill the thing that you're lacking. Now, again, uh, this isn't the time for a big discussion into, you know, uh, the the view of Jews for with slaves, and it's you, it's not. This is this mustn't be taken in a very, um, you know, uh, shat. It's it's not. You know, it's not that the slave is just some possession. Halachically, legally, he might be a possession of yours. You own him, and you own his work. But nevertheless, you still have to treat them with a lot of dignity. And you, you still feel bad about them. And they're not like your animal. They're real people. And there's halachot of how to treat them that are better halachot than any in other any civilization, to my knowledge, of how to treat slaves. But nevertheless, because of the risk that since you are so close to them and you make such a connection to them, so if you did sit shiver for them and you were treated like a normal mourner for them, um, nevertheless... Uh, you know, that could cause problems beyond, uh, you know, comfort. Um, and therefore, that trumps the, the fact that, you know, you, that you should be comforted for the loss. It's obviously hard for you to deal with emotionally, but it's still something that we have to push aside in case people think that he or she was actually Jewish. Okay. Tanya Idacha, there's another brighter that says, Avarim ein maspidin otam. For... Slaves and maidservants, you don't do hespadim for them. Rabbi Yossi Omer, im evet koshehu, if he's a kosher evet, like he knows the, he's a tamil chochem, um, omrim alav, uh, you do say on him, 
hoy ish toy veneman venene migia. You're allowed to say praiseworthy things about a slave who's a good person. And what do you say from him? You say, woe, woe is it to us that we've lost a good and faithful man who gained from his hard work um, for, for, for the Jew. Meaning, he gained so much, he found pleasure in his hard work, um, and that's something um, that you should say about him that's praiseworthy. So the Gomorrah says, amazingly, to, back, to, back to Rabbi Yossi, Amru, Lloyd, they said to him, to Rabbi Yossi, if this is what you're saying for um, for like uh, for slaves, what what greater compliment is there um, for a, a Jew? You know, a, a kosher Jew, meaning to be said about you that you you're a good and straight and trustworthy person, and you got pleasure out of the work that you did. There's almost no better compliment than that. I mean, that would be a fitting compliment for the slave and, uh, you know, and an incredibly fitting compliment for a Jew. Okay, so it is something that, uh, that you, you do feel for and you, admit, and you did look up to this person and you did learn from him. Okay, next point. So, Tana Rabbanan, a rabbi's taught, Ein koirin avot ele You do not call av, av, avot, you don't apply the, the title of being an Av, of being one of the forefathers of the Jewish people, except for the three, to Avram, Isaac, and Yaakov, excluding the twelve tribes, the twelve sons of Yaakov. You might have thought that they also Avot, but they're not. And you only call um, the, the mother, the four mothers, the, pat, the matriarchs of the Jewish people, these four people, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Excluding Bela and Zilpa, they aren't imahot, even though they were mothers of the twelve sons. Avot my timer. Um, why? Why do you only say about these three people that they are the forefathers? If you say because you don't know if they are descended, meaning we we we. Um, so, if you say that we all know that we are from Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, right? But the 12 sons, you don't know who they, who we, if you come from Ruvain or Shimon, so therefore you can't call them an Av, you can't call them the father because we don't know who we exactly come from. I hopefully come from Levi, but because I'm a coin. I Miruvain Kai Atainan, I Mishimon Kai Atainan. So uh, we don't know if we, if we come from Reuven or Shimon. If that's the reason that the twelve sons are not called um, Avot, Ihachi Imahot Nami Lo Yadinen. We also don't know if Imi Rachel Kai Atainan Imelaya Kam Aitanan. We don't know if we're from Rachel or Leah, because remember, Rachel and Leah had six of the sons, and we don't know which one we're from, and yet. So we might be from Rachel, we might be from Leah, and yet they are called the four mothers. The, so the, the matriarchs. So that can't be the reason. Ella, what's the reason that you only call these four forefathers and these four, these four, these three four, four, these three four fathers and these four mothers? Ella, Adhaka, Chashivai, Tfei. Because these were more important 
Avram Yitzhak and Leah, Avram Yitzhak, etc. They were particularly esteemed. Adhacha chashivai tfei more than that, meaning it's there at their level they were on, not because we don't know who we come from. Okay, Tanya Edach, another brighter to this. Um, now, this is the connection to Avot. Uh, a, a slave or a, or a maidservant, you don't call them Abba. You know, so Abba Ploini, the Imma Ploinit. You don't give them the title of father or mother, meaning not that they are your father or mother, but just it was a way of respect to call people, just like you call somebody Mr. or Mrs. In those times, you would say uh, father, mother, to maybe a person who you older than, who's older than you. But you would never apply that to a slave. Um, but when it came to the slaves of Raman Gamliel, you would call them father this and mother that because they were so chosher, because they were very great people that deserved great respect, even though they were slaves. But because they were such special slaves of such a special person, you did treat them with more respect. So now what did we just do? We just brought a, we brought a halacha that you don't call a slave Abba or Imma. And yet we brought a story contradicting that by saying Rabbi Gamliel's uh, slaves, you do call Abba and Imma. So it says, um, since when do you bring a story to contradict the halacha? So it says, no, Mishum de Chashivay. No, they different because they are they were esteemed, meaning the halacha of a regular Canaanite slave is you don't call them Abba and Emma. But when it comes to a, such esteemed slaves who were great people in themselves, there you would call them Abba and Emma. Okay? Amar Rebbe Lazar, my dichtiv. What is it? What does the pasuk mean? Kain avarechacha b'chaya b'shimcha esa kapai kain avarechacha b'chaya what does that pasuk mean? So look at the translation here. It says, So I shall bless you during my life in your name. I will lift up my hands. I shall bless you during my life. So this line of Avarechacha uh, Bechaya, I will bless you in my life, Zukriachma. This is referring to Kriachma. Why? Because what is life? Life is Torah. And we know that when you read Shema, um, you are learning Torah. So what does it mean, I will bless you with life? This is saying Kriyachma. Beshimcha esa kapai, in with your name I will lift up my hands. You know how we daven with our hands lifted up? Zoit This is referring to the, the davening. Vim oise And if you do this, if you say Shema and you daven, Alava katuv omer, the Torah says about you, Kamochaylev v'deshen tisba nafshi. The Torah says about you, if you're careful and scrupulous in these mitzvahs, it says, as with marrow and fatness, he satisfies my soul. Meaning Hashem will bless us with, with fatness and, and physical nourishment. And not only that, because that's what the continuation of the Pasuk suggests, you inherit two worlds when you say when you careful by saying Shema and Amida, the world to come and this world. Shnei it says Vesifte Renanot Yahalal Pi. With the words uh, of my mouth, 
and with lips of elations my mouth praises you so the word renanot is plural and the, the sifta renanot the lips of my um, uh, my elations so what that suggests is uh, there's uh, there's two elations the world to come and this world okay so it's quite esoteric that piece but uh, the point is is that um, you get a lot of brocha for saying Shema and Amida. Okay, then I'm sure we can go into that a lot deeper, but we'll move on. Rabbi Lazar Bata does Messiah Tzlutai. After Rabbi Lazar would finish davening, Amar Haki, he would say these words. Now, guys, this is an amazing uh, point here. And that is that once you finish davening, what should you ideally do? You should go and learn Torah. So when Rabbi Lazar, who was a great person, he, when he was finished davening, he would start to learn. And he made a special tefillah, a special prayer, before he started learning. And this is what he said. Hashem may be your will, Hashem, our God, that, um, that uh, may be your will to cause to dwell in that which falls to us. Love and brotherhood. Ava va'achva v'shalom v'rayut. May it come to us. This love and brotherliness and peace and, uh, and friendship. V'tarbeg v'ulainu v'talmidim. And let our, our boundaries extend with, with students. V'tasliach sofeinu acharit. And may our, uh, and prosper our end with good prospects of hope. V'tikva v'tasim chalkeinu. And place our chalik, our uh, area, our portion, begun Aden, begun Aden, in, uh, in Gan Aden. V'takneinu b'chavertov. And uh, make sure, fix us with a good friend. V'yaitzetov, and a good inclination, b'olamach, in your world. V'nashkim, and let us rise early. V'nimtza yichul levaveinu. And uh, find yearning in our hearts. Levaneinu uh, v'lirira to to fear you etchimach your name v'tavol lefanecha and may you come may it come may we come before you korat nafsheinu l'tova the tranquility of our desires come before you as good so some it's a beautiful prayer um, there's a lot in there but that's what he would say after he would finish davening and start learning. Rabbi Yochanan Batam in Asaim Tzlutai, Rabbi Yochanan, after he finished davening, he would say, Amar Hachi, he would say, Yiratzom Lefanecha, um, may be your will, Hashem Elokeinu, God, uh, Hashem our God, Shetatzitz Bevavsteinu, um, that, uh, that you look upon our shame, V'tabit uh, Berateinu, and look in what's the badness, V'titla Beish Berachamecha, and, and, Dress with your mercy, uh, and and cover yourself with your strength, and uh, wrap yourself with your righteousness, uh, and and gird yourself with chain with with uh, with grace, tavola fanecha midat tovach vanutach. And, uh, and let it come before you, your middles of goodness and humility. So again, it's, uh, there's a huge amounts in each of these brochas, um, but, uh, but I, guess, I guess we better stop here. 
Um, uh, and uh, please God, we'll finish the Amud on Thursday. Where? No, on Sunday. And, um, and we'll continue actually with these brachot, these tfilot that people said after they'd finished davening and were about to start learning. Okay, guys. Um, uh, thanks so much for joining and making it count. And please God, we'll see you maybe at the Madi Shir later. And otherwise, please God, on Sunday. And have a good Shabbos. Okay.